Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Making Sense of Islam podcast. A few housekeeping points before we begin. Number one, every episode is accompanied by episode notes that highlight everything I've referenced. So people I've mentioned, verses from the Quran, Hadith, etc. They're all in the episode notes, which you can find at makingsenseofislam.com. Now, most of the episodes are short form, so the notes are few. But once we get into the longer form episodes, which I plan on uploading soon, these notes are going to be a very uh, useful resource and an aid. So be sure to check that out. Number two, I would really, really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on whatever platform you use and leave a comment, hopefully positive. And number three, every Friday, I send out a short email that shares what I'm working on or reading in my four focus areas. If you'd like to receive these, please sign up by going to coexistresearch.com forward slash Friday. That's it for now. Enjoy the show. The month of Ramadan is a month of openings. It is the month in which the heavens opened to the earth and the Quran was first revealed. And it is the month in which the Qur'an was completed by the Prophet ﷺ in his review with Gabriel So it is the month of the Qur'an. It is also the month that we commemorate the Battle of Badr, which took place on the 17th of Ramadan. The first decisive engagement between the Prophet ﷺ and Quraysh. A battle that really defines the beginning of Islam. For had the Prophet ﷺ lost and he was grossly outnumbered, had the Prophet ﷺ lost, we probably would have not been here today. There would probably be no Islam today. So it is a month of victory. It is also the month in which we commemorate the conquest of Mecca, in which the Prophet ﷺ, towards the end of his life, marches with his Sahaba peacefully to Mecca and conquers Mecca without shedding any blood. And this episode of of the conquest of Mecca, it is not an accident that it takes place in the chapter known as Al-Fatih, in Surah Al-Fatih, the chapter of the opening. So it is the month of victory. It is also the month in which the doors of heaven are open and the doors of the hellfire are closed. And this is why when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us of the importance of fasting, He says that the purpose behind our fast is that we have a stronger sense, a more aware sense of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's presence, what we call taqwa. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ O you who believe fasting has been prescribed to you as it was prescribed on those before you. Meaning that it is part of the religious package that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through humanity. Fasting is part of that package. Just like prayer is part of that package. Just like charity is part of that package. Just like dua is part of that package. Fasting is an integral part of how we as humans relate to our Creator. Not just in Islam, but in every religion. In every revealed religion, there is some semblance, even till today, there is some semblance of fasting, of withholding from that which is permissible, 
for a higher cause. So Allah reminds us that this is part of the human condition. In order that you learn taqwa, in order that you learn God consciousness. And if you understand that this is a month of opening, that the, the skies open, the heavens open, forgiveness is open, the battle of Badr as a historical reminder, the conquest of Mecca as a historical reminder, then you will be able to make sense of this verse. Why are we doing this? Why are we fasting? And why do we do it every year? And why do we anticipate the month? And why are we celebrating the month and happy when Ramadan comes? Even though we go, we go for long hours without food and without drink, and our sleep is disrupted, and all of these things. Because there is a larger goal at hand. And it is the individual victory that we seek over ourselves. And it is through this individual victory over ourselves that we arrive at this understanding of taqwa. That we arrive at this understanding of consciousness, of awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we come to this awareness, we realize that it was always there. It always is here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it is we that sort of fall behind. It is we that, that sort of step back. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concludes those verses of fasting that we always hear in, you know, in the beginning of Ramadan, He says, You know, the servant asks about me, indeed I am near. Meaning he's always near. كان الله ولا شيء ما Allah was and there was nothing with him. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله There's no power or ability except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are not statements that we say that are valid only in certain conditions. But this is reality with a capital R. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And we only are by the creative power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That there is no real agency, there is no real actor throughout the universe except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but He gives us agency. This is what la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah means. Yes, I act and yes, I do, but only by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That everything that befalls me, that everything that comes to me, is nothing but things that Allah ta'ala has placed in front of me to see how I will react. Is this not the story of our life? Is this not the story of the created universe? So when we emerge from this month, inshallah, with this clearer understanding of this reality, this taqwa, we then understand why it is the month of opening. Because ultimately what Allah seeks for us is that our hearts become open. That our hearts become open to this light of faith. That our hearts become open to the light of the Qur'an. That our hearts become open to the light of the Prophet If you understand this theme, then you will be able to make sense of all of the hadith and all of the verses that talk about the virtue of the fasting and the virtue specifically of the month of Ramadan. One of the things that the Prophet ﷺ, he says, one of the unique qualities of this ummah is that on the eve of the first day of Ramadan, so tomorrow is the first day, the Maghrib of the day before, because our uh, liturgical calendar starts with, Mag our liturgical day starts with Maghrib. So that's when the day starts. So for example, uh, you want to read Surah Al-Kahf on Friday. You can begin by Maghrib Thursday night, because with the Adhan of Maghrib on Thursday, you are in Friday from a Sharia point of view. So the Prophet ﷺ said, the eve of the first of Ramadan, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He casts a gaze of rahmah of every single person who intends to fast. And whomever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, gaze falls upon is forgiven. So the Prophet is essentially saying, just by virtue of you waiting, you know, to hear the announcement of the moon, to hear the announcement of Ramadan, even before you've actually fasted, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven all of your sins. You start this month with a clean slate. Now physically you might not feel like that on day one and day two and day three, but spiritually we're starting with a clean slate. And in the same hadith, the Prophet said one of the unique features of this ummah is that on the eve of Eid, we have finished the fast. Now it's Maghrib, it's the last day, tomorrow morning is Eid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala casts His gaze and rahmah and forgiveness on everybody who has fasted. Everyone who has broken their fast and anticipating the prayer of Eid. And we are forgiven. I mean almost like we are forgiven without really doing anything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tilts the balance in our favor. Because He knows that we need it. So this is the month in which ultimately it is the path to victory for each one of us over ourselves. And it is not an accident that all these major events, the Battle of Badr, the conquest of Mecca, it's not an accident that all of these happen in the month of Ramadan. This is not the month of laziness. This is not the month of heedlessness. This is not the month to forget. This is the month in which the Prophet doubled down on his acts of worship. Even in his own charitable giving, the Sahaba said he was the most generous of people, but he was even more generous than his normal self during the month of Ramadan. The Prophet used to pray at night, but not like in the nights of Ramadan. The Prophet would read Quran, but not like the days and the nights of Ramadan. The Prophet would help people and feed people, but not like he would do in the month of Ramadan. So it's the month in which we accentuate our devotion, that we accentuate every aspect of our religious life from the fast, from the prayer, from the recitation of the Qur'an, listening to the Qur'an, giving, charity, not zakat, but charity, that money that we don't have to give out, but we give, feeding each other, getting together, dua, all of the things minus what we do in Umrah and Hajj, we find them in the month of Ramadan. That this is the month of all of that stuff. All of that stuff therefore equals taqwa. All of that stuff therefore equals a higher awareness of this reality that we so desperately need. This reality that we so often forget. And like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the Prophet this opening in the month of Ramadan, the revelation of the Qur'an, anticipating Laylatul Qadr, the month of charity, the conquest of Mecca. As the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened all of these things for the Prophet so too will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah open for us that which is sealed, which ultimately is our hearts. Because it is the month of the purification of the heart. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this concept of fasting. Because our consumption is what clogs this reality, is what clogs this vision, is what clogs this relationship between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like if you eat you know, unhealthy food and your, your physical arteries and your heart are clogged, 
where we use this, right? It's clogged, and then you have to cleanse it, so people go on a cleanse. Or sometimes people actually go on a fast. The same thing is happening, I mean, physically it's actually happening because we're fasting, but spiritually it's happening. That our spiritual heart is cleansed. That the veils, that which is between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala vanishes. This is why we have this hadith that in the, when the night of Ramadan starts, the shayateen, you know, the devils are shackled. And the angels are free. Or another way of saying it, our way of saying it, is that when you're in Ramadan, you are your true version of yourself. We can no longer uh, blame exterior uh, circumstances for our behavior. If you're short-fused in Ramadan, you're short-fused. If you're impatient in Ramadan, you're an impatient person. You, know, you can't say, oh, shaitan made me do that, that was wiswas, because of this hadith, it doesn't work. So the Ramadan is also a way for us to stand in the proverbial mirror and look at ourselves and see how are we. This self-reflection is the beginning of the path to taqwa. The ulama, they call this to wake up is the first path, even before tawbah. The first step on the way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just to wake up. Imam Ali alayhi salam, he would say, people are asleep. And when they die, they wake up. Because when you die and then you are resurrected, then you realize that everything that we've been saying was not a joke. And there's no going back. And the, 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 the game has changed. The hisab is over. Now you have to face. So Imam Ali said, most of us were just asleep, cruising through life. But when you die, you really wake up. And this is the meaning of the hadith even though there is some weakness, mutu qabla an tamutu, you know, die before your physical death, meaning kill your nafs and your, your, uh, your desires and your base desires and your clinging and your attachment, as the Buddhists remind us, the attachment to the world that brings suffering. This is the message of the Buddha, this is the message of the Prophet ﷺ as well. And this is what we learn in the month of fasting. We don't need the food and drink all the time to survive, we're okay, we're here. We're surviving. So that detachment from the exterior things, even if they're lawful, reminds us that we have a greater attachment which is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why this is the month of victory, the month of purification, the month of worship, the month of devotion, the month of the Qur'an, the month of forgiveness, the month of taqwa. So that what we're saying now and that we all comprehend we carry it through, not just this month, but the year. And that next year when we come to Ramadan, we find ourselves improved. You know, I'm not as impatient as I was last year. I'm not as uh, uh, short-fused as I was last year. You know, I don't curse as much as I did last year. I'm calmer than I was last year. And you're only going to realize that if you write that stuff down, which is why I encourage everyone to have some kind of Ramadan journal. To write these things of your own self, to mark your progress. What do you need to improve? If you don't write it down and stare at it and focus on it, you're going to forget. But we write down and we focus on other things that we deem important. And they are important. But this is equally important, if not more important. To keep a journal of how your fast is. To keep a journal of what you want to accomplish. To focus on your dua. So that you emerge better than you, you did when you entered in Ramadan, and to avoid 
the uh, caution of the Prophet ﷺ. He said, you know, cursed is the person that they fast, but when they fast, they curse this person and they curse that person and they say this bad thing and they say that bad thing and all they get from their fast at the end of the day is that they were hungry and thirsty. Meaning that their fast didn't count. It didn't add up to anything because it's not just not eating and drinking and then living life as, as if nothing else matters. The eating and the drinking is the reminder, the physical reminder when you feel that hunger, when you feel that thirst, when you sort of, somebody comes up to talk to you and you step back because you don't want them to smell your breath. All of those things are physical reminders that we're fasting. Why? Everything that we just said. It's a physical reminder Oh, I need to be on my A game. This is the month of victory. This is the month of purification. This is the month of improvement, etc., etc., etc. We don't want to be like that person that all that ends up happening is we're just hungry and thirsty. And then Ramadan slides by and we just keep going and keep going and keep going. We want the, the fast to elevate us the way it elevated the Prophet. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam.